broadcasting from the heartland of America in the Hoosier Media Network Studios. The next generation in conservative talk radio. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. What's up? Welcome into it, man. It is another weekend edition of the Voice of Reason. So wonderful to have you along for the ride for another weekend. Now that we are officially into the month of February, February. Rated rock and roll, which apparently the groundhog did not see the shadow. So supposedly we're supposed to have an early spring. We'll see if that actually happens or not, which I think is a good way to start off the year of 2024, which is the first time I think that that's happened in like four or five years or six years or something. So uh, we'll see how this year I'm telling you, different year, different year, although uh, apparently there is a conspiracy theory that we're in a time loop right now. Chad, have you heard this theory of the time loop? Because now that we're in 2024, the things that are similar this year compared to what we've seen in past years might make your brain hurt just a little bit. This year, in 2020, have potentially Joe Biden and Donald Trump as the presidential candidates going into a November election. We have the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers as the Super Bowl players. The same thing that happened in 2020. I'm just waiting for a new virus to break out coming up in another month here for the month of March. But we're in the time loop, baby. And I'm a little concerned about what's going to happen here. So uh, we'll see and we'll see how this year plays out. But things get a little interesting as we move through the year. So welcome into it. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. So great to have you with us broadcasting out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on the Hoosier Media Network Studios. Coming up on the show today, we have a lot. My brain's going to hurt. Your brain's going to hurt a little bit, and we're going to have some fun for this weekend for sure. Bottom of this hour, Evan it. He is a good friend. I've had him on the program for years sporadically. He is an author. He is a political commentator. He is an activist. He is a stand-up comedian as well. He's got a new book out, and his new book is a very interesting one at that. As he talks, and in, in, it's, it's an argument against, quote-unquote, militant atheists with science Versus creationism, as we talk about the origins of the universe, the origins of man, and the biblical aspect compared to the scientific, what I say that in air quotes for our radio listeners, the scientific argument for the creation of the universe itself. So we'll have some fun with that conversation with his latest book, which can I just say it right now because it is a mouthful and I'm going to do my best while he's on the air as well. Here's the name of the book, and this is the comedic part standing out here. Magic Soup, Typing Monkeys, and... I don't know if I can say this word on the radio, so I'm just going to leave it as excited aliens from outer space. The patently absurd, wholly unsubstantiated, and extravagantly failed atheist origin myth. Yeah, what a mouthful. So we'll have some fun chatting with him at the bottom of this hour. Getting into the politics, though, there's a lot going on, obviously, this weekend and what happened last week and what we get to look forward to in this coming up week as well. It's your Week in Review. So, obviously, the big focus of the week has been what's going on in Washington, D.C., the immigration bill. What's going to happen with this immigration bill that we still have yet to see any details on? What's what's the detail? Are we going to allow 5,000 people a day in illegally? Are we going to allow none in? Is it going to be uh, the ability for Joe Biden to shut down the border, which I think is hysterical all by itself, because I'm pretty sure could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure Joe Biden already has that ability. But uh, Ted Cruz getting in the media on Fox News just a few days ago to wrap up the week and talked about some of the details that he's aware of because he doesn't even know all of the details of this immigration bill that's being fronted by U.S. Senator James Lankford from Oklahoma and from Chuck Schumer on the Democrat side out of New York. Now, we've had James Lankford on this program many times. He's a good friend coming from just the next door state to me. 
here in the Kansas and Oklahoma area. And he has focused a lot of attention on this immigration issue. I have a hard time thinking that he would be one that's advocating for open borders. I would have a hard time believing that he's okay with some type of rhino, middle-of-the-road type of bill on a very serious issue that he's seen firsthand multiple times and has made as a focal point for him in Washington, D.C. as of late. So uh, I'm curious on what this bill will actually do, but Ted Cruz apparently not happy with it from the little bit that he's found out himself. When I say I don't like it, let me let me point out, I haven't seen the text of the bill and nobody else has. They're keeping it secret, but what they're describing on the face of it is not going to solve the problem. We are facing an absolute crisis at our southern border. We're facing the worst illegal immigration in our nation's history. 9.6 million people have crossed illegally into the United States under Joe Biden. And from everything that's been described of this deal, it won't fix the problem. And, and even worse, from what I understand it, this deal effectively normalizes 5,000 illegal aliens a day. That works out to over 1.8 million illegal aliens a year or about six million under the three years of Joe Biden. That is absolutely unacceptable. It it, it is a a humanitarian disaster. It it, it is enriching Mexican drug cartels by tens of billions of dollars. It is resulting in children being viciously assaulted. And I'll tell you also, Liz, it is an enormous national security threat to the United States. I believe today the risk of a terrorist threat today is greater than it's been any time since September 11th. All right, so that audio from Fox News, that was Ted Cruz. Now, that was earlier this week. He, that may have changed with some of the details that he's had, but we haven't seen any details of the bill. Apparently, it's supposed to be officially released to the public by this week coming up, as the House wants to see it, according to Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, saying that it's going to be essentially dead on arrival on his end, but the Senate may have a hard time passing it as well, especially if some Republicans are not on board with this bill, whatever it may come to. I have said many times before that I am skeptical about a bill that many Democrats who advocate for open borders are for when they're supporting something like this. And I don't know why that we would concede. I'm I'm curious and a bit surprised if it's true, because, again, this is all substantial, uh, unsubstantiated right now, that I would be completely surprised if someone like Senator James Lankford would be open to compromising on an open-ended idea of allowing 5,000 individuals in illegally a day in some type of concessions. Like he's open. I get it. James Lankford's open to a conversation and open to conceding and working to find some middle ground to make a bill happen. But 5,000 a day is a little strange and I can't see him. I honestly can't see him supporting something like that. So I don't know where that number is coming from or why he would agree to that when he's one of the crafters and creators of this actual bill. Now, with the low approval ratings that Joe Biden's having and the Democrats in general, and in fact, they're hitting dramatic lows right now, according to Breitbart, this weekend showing Joe Biden holds the lowest January approval rating in an election year for a sitting president of all modern American presidents. <laughs> that should be a telltale sign. And he's upset just about every demographic that has been a minority group that the Democrats have had a stronghold on between black American voters, Hispanic voters, Muslim voters, Jewish voters, women voters. All of them are upset with the Democrat Party and with Joe Biden. And he's trying to backtrack now which is why he says we need to have this bill so he can have the full authority as the executive branch to shut down the southern border when the crisis arises too badly and when things get out of hand. I don't know about you, but I think we've been out of hand for a last, at least, I don't know, how long has he been in office? Three years? (laughs) Just over three years? I'm pretty sure we've hit that crisis mode that uh, we should shut down the border right now. And then for them to be like, well, we need this so we have that power. 
again, I'm pretty sure that we already have that power. We already have that ability. Now, the media is trying to backtrack a little bit and say that they're talking tough. According to NBC News, they say that migrants would not just be released into the United States. They wouldn't allow those 5,000 people a day just to walk across the border before we start enforcing immigration law. That's not the case. NBC News says migrants would not be able to just cross the border illegally under the new bill. It would end the practice of catch and release, which I would disagree with, but that's what they say, and which Border Patrol agents release migrants into the U.S. while they await immigration hearings. Instead, migrants who tried to cross the border illegally would be detained immediately with their asylum claims decided while they were in detention. People would be removed immediately within 15 days if they failed their asylum claims interviews. Show of hands, how accurate do you think that actually is? I mean, I know that you're the media and you try to teach us stuff. I know that you do your best to try and pull the wool over our eyes. But how stupid do you honestly think that we are as the American people? I don't know about you, but let's just break this down, shall we? From the asylum claims that they would be held and detained until the asylum claims were decided while they're in detention to either be released or to be sent back. The detention facilities are already at max capacity. And if you're bringing in thousands more and just opening it up and saying that we're going to allow the first 5,000 in or we're going to detain you, we're going to process you, that kind of expedites the process that we're already seeing, which is a two-minute screening of are you here with malicious intent? Do you have any medical illnesses that you could spread? Do you have any viruses that can make people sick? Do you actually have a sponsor? Do you have intention to actually work and contribute to society? Do you know somebody else here in society? These are a lot of questions. And right now we're doing it in about a two to two and a half minute time frame rotation to try and get as many people processed, again, air quotes for the radio listeners, processed as possible. And they say that we're just going to detain them. When the detention facilities are already full, what are you going to do? You're going to say, well, we're going to put you in the detention facility. 30 minutes later, we're going to let you walk out because we can't process you in that quick amount of time. So then you'll go. We'll set up a court date. You can come back later on. When you don't show up later on, then we'll try and track you down or we'll just reschedule it for another seven years down the road. And then the process begins, allowing them to say that we've processed you or at least we've begun the process, but you're in the country in the meantime. The loopholes with the tough talk from the media and the tough talk from the Biden administration that somehow they're going to crack down on immigration. I don't buy it. I really don't buy it. Now, the House of Representatives wanting to do something as well ended up wrapping up the week on Friday, I believe, Thursday, Friday, by passing their own bill, which probably won't go through the Senate. While the Senate's scrambling to try and finalize the writing for their own immigration bill, according to the Hill.com, the House passed a bill, quote unquote, strengthening the ability to block immigrants for DUIs, saying that if you get busted as a migrant that's here legally, illegally, whatever, but you have the papers or you don't have the papers and you have a DUI, then that strengthens the ability to deport you. Sounds nice. Sounds great. Not going to get fitted into the final bill from the Senate. Sounds great. But Democrats on the other side aren't going to pass a bill like that. Why? Probably because the fact that Democrats, again, as I reiterate over and over, have no intention of actually passing an immigration bill. The entire purpose for them passing this bill in the first place, we have to remember, is their sole purpose, which is to fund Ukraine. They don't give a you-know-what about the immigration crises. They only pretend to have an issue now because that's the main focal point for many in the electoral process and many voters that want something done. Now they're talking tough about immigration. 
Now they say the system's broken. They've been in office for three years. And in fact, Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, is the quote unquote immigration czar supposed to be handling this project with a task force. She has yet to go down to the southern border. She admits that the immigration system's broken. And in fact, the only interview that she's done about this on CNN, I believe, was saying that we need leaders to lead. And she's supposed to be that leader. But she hasn't done it in the past three years. Again, campaigning not as if they're in the incumbent doing something about it, but running as if this is the first time in office wanting to say, if I had the ability, I would actually go out and do it. What kind of world are we living in in 2020? Again, the repeat of 2020. We're in that time loop. They're running as if they've never been in office, wanting to make changes. If I were, if I had the ability, if I had the power, if I had the influence, I would totally shut down the border. You have that ability right now. I don't think this is a message that's going to resonate with the American people, which, by the way, resonates and, and reinforces and reiterates the idea that he has the lowest approval rating of any sitting president in January during an election year in modern American history because they're not making their claims strong about what they would actually do. And while they talk tough about what they would do, they could do it right now. The snap of a finger, the signing of an executive order with that pen and that cell phone. Remember Obama? If I had my cell phone and my pen, I could do whatever I need to do because Congress won't act. If they think Republicans are balking and trying to use it as a political grandstanding for an election year, you could sign an executive order, you could shut it down right now, and you could make something happen. And guess what? You would get the credit for it. But if you do that, you lose out on all those funds from the Democrats who think that you're being too tough on immigrants and want the open border policies. Oh, the quandary that Democrats are in right now. Lots more to get to. Stay here for The Voice of Reason. It's The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy's latest product. Tired of faking your political identity? Stressed out from playing both sides of the aisle and appeasing special interests? It's time to try RhinoVape. Clear your mind and your conscience with RhinoVape by shedding the false code of republicanism and come to terms with your true feelings. I was a Republican for years, but I hate Trump. I hate lower taxes and I hate traditional values. After I took a hit on my Rhino Vape, I realized I'm not a Republican at all. I finally feel comfortable in my political coat and I can stop lying to my constituents. Thank you, Rhino Vape. You helped me clear the fog from my mind. Now I can fight for what I truly believe in taking away your rights. Just inhale the Rhino Vape from the back end of your donkey shaped vaping tool and let the world change before your eyes. Now available in multiple flavors. Try the all-new I Hate My Current Gender Berry or the cookies and I Love Collecting Metadata Cream. And we can't forget the Rocky Road to America's Border. Or our most popular bubblegum-flavored Closet Case Liberal Cotton Candy. Rhino Vape. Side effects may include delusions of efficient government programs, economic growth through taxation, and long-term envy of people who are more successful than you. Smugness may increase with long-term use of Rhino Vape. Not a substitute for real values or political platforms. Keep out of reach of children. Do not take Rhino Vape if you're pregnant and you actually care about your child. Rhino Vape. The help you need to accept the liberal mindset into your heart, your head, and your political affiliation. Find more products from the Voice of Reason online at HoosierReason.com. 
It's America's political therapist. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. This is the Voice of Reason's Weekend Edition. Find me all over the social media at Hoosier Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. It's all the same. Facebook, Tweety, TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, Our Freedom Book, Truth Social. We are on there. Don't use it a whole lot, but we are on there. Find us all again with the handle at Hoosier Reason, plus the website at HoosierReason.com. Our newsletter is coming out on Monday which means you have an opportunity to be part of the next Hoosier-holic movement. Go to the website, sign up. You'll see the big pop-up and say, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? And you say, yes, I do. Thank you. Let me be a Hoosier-holic. Sign in your email. Uh, we get it. It's completely free. We don't spam you. We just literally send you a once-a-month email with our blog on there, uh, with our topical issues, with latest news from the radio show, latest news from the Hoosier Media Network, and all the great projects that we have ongoing. Super exciting. I've become the latest Hoosier-holic. We love you and appreciate you very much. As we talk about this immigration bill, again, remember the priorities of Democrats. They're just to get something done, look like they're tough on this, and then get funding to Ukraine. Republicans see it as the opportunity to say, all right, let's actually do something about the border because we have a major crisis. Again, 230-some-odd thousand illegal migrant uh, interactions. I say interactions because we don't always get to stop them. We always don't get to process them. And who knows what the heck goes on that happened just for the month of december alone two million for the entire year of 2023 and close to 10 million during the three-year stint of the biden administration that breaks your brain a little bit too with how many individuals are coming across and if this bill is legitimate about allowing five thousand breaking the law five thousand people a day to break the law before we actually start enforcing it which while we think that's a radical ridiculous stupid number because why would we allow anybody to break the law before we start enforcing it just look at the crime that we're seeing in the nation right now. Look at California. Uh, you're allowed to loot and steal $900 worth of items before you actually start seeing enforcement of uh, law enforcement stopping someone and arresting them for theft in a community. You're allowed to do that. $900 worth of goods. Sure, why not? And if they're allowing that, what are we going to do with the border? Kind of insane. But remember, it's all about the funding for Ukraine for the Democrats, which on the other side of the aisle, we see the House Republicans coming out with a bill this weekend saying that they will reveal it officially publicly on Monday. What's trending today? As this was announced over the weekend from Fox News on Saturday as well, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson revealing a new $17 billion aid funding package for Israel, saying that the Senate will no longer have any excuses on this. Fox News has that story. Well, uh, Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, he just indicated, quote, uh, that America must send a crystal clear message across the globe that attacks on our troops will not be tolerated. I specifically asked if whether or not he's gotten a phone call or notification or any briefing here about this, but uh, nothing on that. Tom Cotton, the Republican senator from Arkansas, says that uh, devastating military reaction must be struck against Iran and across the Middle East. I will direct you to the specificity of Senator Cotton's statement, who says in Iran... And he said anything less would confirm that uh, President Biden is unworthy of being the president of the United States. He would call him a coward. Lindsey Graham, the Republican senator from uh, uh, South Carolina, said, quote, hit Iran and hit them hard. Now, when you get into this area here, this starts to you know, beg the question, are we, in fact, at war? Uh, you have to have some sort of an authorization by Congress. Uh, to go in and and strike Iran, which Senator Graham and Senator Cotton have alluded to here. Uh, a lot of people would say, well, we have authorization to do that. 
because of the uh, powers in Article 2 of the Constitution, the president being commander-in-chief. All right, that is uh, audio from Fox News from their contributor down in the White House. So a $17 billion package uh, aid funding for Israel after some of the attacks and some of the ongoing conflicts between Iran, Jordan, and others that are attacking uh, American soldiers. Are we officially in a conflict over there? It seems like it. While we're not officially declaring war, it seems like we are advocating for some military reaction right now, which would take things to that next level. While Democrats are worried about Ukraine, we now see a potential conflict in the Middle East, and Speaker Johnson proposing that over the weekend that will be voted on by Monday or Tuesday. Lots more coming up on The Voice Reason. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Truth, reason, and common sense. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Truth, reason, common sense, that's just what we do here on the program each and every day. So wonderful to have you along for the ride, broadcasting coast to coast all over the place, multiple radio stations, and we got more coming on soon. Really excited about that. So right before the program started today, I was at a great event with our partners over at with Americans for Prosperity. They were in the Wichita area, had a lot of great guests from the Heritage Foundation, from Americans for Prosperity, from uh, some national elected officials here in Kansas, even our state elected officials. Talking about some issues, Kansas, uh, Kansas Family Values or Kansas Family Voice was in there. But uh, AFP putting on a great event, launching essentially election season and talking about some of the issues that not only affects me here where I'm at, my flagship station in my flagship state, but all over the country as well, which uh, AFP is going to be doing events in your area as well, wherever you may be, as they are the largest grassroots organization in the country with millions, over 4 million advocates nationwide, and you can be part of the movement as well. I'm telling you, this election is where it needs to happen, and AFP is going to be an intricate part of that. You need to check them out, prosperityispossible.com, prosperityispossible.com. Put in your email, and you can stay informed. That's all you got to do. It's totally free. You don't have to sign up for anything else. Just put your email in, and they can send you information on what you can do in your local organization. We were just talking about the immigration issue. As you know, we've had on this program a few times before, Chris Clem. He is a retired uh, chief, uh, former chief patrol agent, border patrol agent from down in the Yuma, Texas area, one of the hot spots for illegal crossings. And he had been there for years. Uh, he was in the Wichita area. We had him on our local program earlier on Saturday to talk about some of this border issue. We'll play some of that clips if we have some time later on in the show. Fascinating conversation about the actual Border Patrol agent take on this immigration bill and some other things. Go check them out, prosperityispossible.com, prosperityispossible.com. All right, I don't want to waste any time. I am so excited for our next guest here on the program as we get to our Hoosier Media Hotline. Let's go to the Hoosier Media Hotline. That's what we do. So I had to bring this guy on. He's a great friend. We've had him on sporadically throughout the years with different books that he's had. He's a stand-up comedian. He's a political activist. He's an author of multiple books. And he's able to bring comedy and kind of a different approach to really deep issues. And I'm talking like super deep issues. I'm talking like as deep as Joe Biden's pockets are through the Chinese government kind Weird of news. things. There. So there it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talk about the deep issues, but allow them to be approached in a little bit different manner to kind of break your brain and make you ponder issues a whole lot with his latest book. And I'm going to say as much as I can from the radio edited version, Magic Soup, Typing Monkeys, and uh, Happy Aliens from Outer Space. The patently absurd, wholly unsubstantiated, and extravagantly failed atheist origin myth. 
as we work to debunk the ongoing issues between atheist scientists or quote-unquote militant atheists and creationists in the nation. Happy to have on the program uh, back on here. I think for the first time for our national program, for sure, Evan Sayed. Evan, happy 2024, my friend. How are you? I am well, Andy. Congratulations on going national. Hey, I appreciate it, my friend. It's so good to chat with you, and uh, we got to get you on here more now that we're national. we got to talk about this stuff because you, I, I was reading through your book here, and I, I have to admit, I have not heard about the concept of atheism in a while. I didn't know there were still atheists out there, to be honest. Well, frankly, there there are no actual atheists. You know, somebody uh, named David Galertner had a great line. He, he was talking about his students. He's a uh, computer pro- uh, science professor at Yale, and he was talking about their atheism. And he said they don't even rise to the level of atheists. They've never given God's existence any thought. And, you know, yeah. if you go right back to my very first book, The Kindergarten of Eden, How the Modern Liberal Thinks, it's the rejection of rational thought that defines the entire Democratic Party of today. That is very true. Now, they try to say that this goes through science. But and look, I'll be up front, you know, evident, I'm sure as you are, you know, being very religious and very spiritual in my sense that that science and spirituality or science and religion should go hand in hand to explain a lot together. And at least for me, how science can explain the universe based on what God created, but they try to divide it and say, no, because science explains it, therefore it tries to debunk God. And that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. No, you, you can't, you can't actually have science without God and not only without God, but without a monotheistic God in order to believe in science, you need to believe that there are laws and constants and laws do not create themselves. The laws of our science could not have created the laws of our science because that which did not yet exist cannot be the, the source of its own creation. If it didn't exist, then, then how could it have created itself? You see, we, we are forced into a false dichotomy because the politically motivated atheists have defined science as materialism. And given the fact that God, by definition, is beyond the materials of our universe, they say that God is not scientific. The problem, Andy, is there's only two possibilities. Either there is a God or there isn't a God, and both of them are beyond our science. If there is no God, then the universe came out of nowhere and nothing. That is not scientific. The, 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 the fact that we exist has only two possibilities, and neither one of them fits the definition of science that the atheists use to disqualify God. And what I noticed, and what you probably saw in, in, in reading my book, is that the atheists, and this, by the way, is true of the Democrat Party, no matter what the issue is, but with regard to atheism, the Democrats can tell you what it is they don't believe. They don't believe in God. But when you then say to them, what do you believe in? They say, well, the science. But when you ask them what science, what what law or constant of, of any of the known sciences do you believe explains the origin of the universe? What law constants of science do you believe explains the fine-tuning cosmos of the life coming from the insentient? They They literally do not have even a clue. Because it's impossible. It's not that they haven't yet found a materialistic answer. It's that a materialistic answer is an impossibility. 
And so there are two possibilities. Both of them are beyond our science, but one of them is supported more than is the other, and that is the existence of a monotheistic God. Yeah, amen to that. We're talking with Evan Sayit, stand-up comedian, author, activist, and more. You can find his website, evansayit.com. That's S-A-Y-E-T.com. Also on his Tweety. Evan, I got to go back to the beginning here. What led you down this road to talk about this issue? You have your book, The Woke Supremacy, Kindergarten of Eden, now this Magic Soup book as well, uh, talking about some really heavy stuff, to be honest. I mean, this is something that's been debated in scientific realms, in philosophical realms, in religious realms for thousands of years what led you down this road to 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 ponder this and to write a book about it yeah it really is an unintentional or unplanned a third book in that trilogy the kindergarten of eden how the modern liberal thinks then the woke supremacy which looks at this woke movement the modern liberal movement having metastasized into the woke movement and then finally this this book which It all comes down to the idea that to be on the political left, you have to reject all rational thought. That was the argument I made in, in, in the kindergarten of Eden. That was the argument I made in the woke supremacy. And I noticed along the way as because, you know, my history, I'm a New York City born liberal lowercase L Jew in the entertainment industry. I mean, I, I, I wrote politically incorrect with Bill Maher for six years. And yeah. and so what slowly began to change me was one issue at a time. I would I would look and I would see that the Democrats have no argument. Everything they say, they they argue in the negative. That is, you are stupid. You are a homophobe. You are a xenophobe. You are a misogynist. You are a white supremacist. But now that you've already now that you said all those things about me, tell me what is it that you believe. And no matter what the issue is, they cannot and they never do make a logical, factual argument on behalf of their policies. And so in the first couple of books, I I wrote about this issue by issue by issue. And then ultimately, you know, it came to the ultimate issue. And they can tell you that you're stupid for believing in God or you're brainwashed or you're this or you're that. But then when you say to uh, the leading scientists, you know, uh, Richard Dawkins, you know, an evolutionary uh, Oxford University evolutionary biologist, okay, I'm an idiot, I'm a moron, I'm brainwashed, now let's talk about you. How do you believe the universe came into existence and there's no answer on their side? And again, it's not because they don't know the science, it's because the science is all on the side of an intelligent designer and a monotheistic one. The reason I say monotheistic one is because if there's only if there's no God, then there's nothing to have created the laws and constants. If there are multiple gods, then there wouldn't be any constants because the gods would be fighting amongst themselves. So clearly yeah. there needs to be a creator, just like with any law. You know, you have to have somebody who wrote the laws. Laws don't just write themselves. And if there were multiple creators, then they, then there wouldn't be the constants of the universe. And so I go through this book and look, Andy, uh, hundreds, if not thousands of people have written. Yes, if not tens of thousands of people over the last 5,000 years have written on this topic. What, what I do differently is twofold. One, because of my history as a comedian and a comedy writer, I ridicule the other side. I find that these books like The Case for a Creator, which is a great and important book by Lee Sobel, 
but it, it, it takes it takes the atheist too seriously. There's no there there. You know, it's trying. It's like trying to litigate the emperor's not wearing clothes. Well, you you would see the hemline, and you would see the and, and you, you don't need to. You just need to point and laugh, and and yeah. that's what I do in this new book. Is I just point and laugh. I lay it out factually. I lay it out scientifically, but I do so with the kind of snark that the, that these atheists deserve. Yeah, well, you have to. I mean, we have to poke fun at it. We have to keep it lighthearted to keep people in, in, entertained. And we have to make them think and question. Expand their horizons a little bit more. Make them start questioning what they hear with that rhetoric all the time. Evan, listen, hang on the line here. I want to continue this conversation when we come back right around the corner. It's Evan Say It. Magic Soup is the latest book. We'll continue this when we come back for a weekend edition of The Voice of Reason. Stay right here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Where Hoosier Holics gather every week. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yeah, I know we have a problem. The Hoosier Holics gathering on a weekly basis right here on the program. So great to have you with us. Really happy to have this guest on the program. I love getting him on. We definitely are going to get him on more frequently. Evan Say It. He's the author of multiple books. His latest one, Magic Soup, Typing Monkeys and uh, Adults Happy, if you know what I mean. Aliens from Outer Space, the patently absurd, a wholly unsubstantiated and extravagantly failed atheist origin myth talking about the militant atheists that say you're wrong for believing in a higher power because science backs us up but yet we don't can't really prove that science really backs us up evan you mentioned something in the last segment though real quick as well about uh working with bill maher and what world are we in today when bill maher has more of a commonsensical voice on like the woke issues uh and fighting against the left-wing radicals because he is a left-wing radical and yet he says a lot of things nowadays that are upsetting the Democrat Party. Well, the, the reality is a good many of us who are on the political right started off on the political left. And and that's not really anything new. I mean, Winston Churchill is said to have said that if you're not a liberal when you're young, you have no heart. If you're still a liberal when you're older, you have no brain. Uh, and because when when you're young, you are insulated from the consequences of policy, and and so you can still believe in utopia, and you can still uh, you can still embrace things because you you don't know the real world consequences. Well, people in showbiz, uh, the people who are successful in showbiz, tend to remain insulated because they're insulated by a their money. Uh, B, by being surrounded by yes people. And, and so it might take a little longer for some people. But, but I have, I have a, a saying, the first time you think is the last time you're a Democrat. And <laughs> what, like what, what happens is something, something punctures that, that wall behind which you live, that cave in which you live, that bubble in which you live. And for me, it, it was 9-11. And it wasn't even 9-11. It was a liberal response to 9-11, sort of like yeah. the leftist response to, to, to January, uh, um, uh, October 7th, I think it was, or uh, yeah. taking the side of the Palestinian terrorists. When, when I heard my friends on the political left saying that we deserved the attacks of 9-11, that we provoked them, that they were, in the, in the words of Jeremiah Wright, uh, uh, Barack Obama's spiritual mentor, the chickens coming home to roost. 
and and yeah. that the way to to to, to uh, prevent further attacks was to be nicer to the terrorists. Well, this was the the, the thing that punctured uh, and and allowed just the first little bit of light into my cave about maybe there's something wrong with the political left. And, yeah. and as I say, you know, once once that first little stream of light comes into your cave, if you've been told your whole life that there's nothing out there, there's nothing out there but darkness, there's nothing out there but darkness, and one little ray of light comes in, you might not know what's out there, but you do know that you've been lied to. And so the first time you know you've been lied to and you begin to investigate – Boy, you turn quickly. Look at Matt Taibbi of Rolling Stone. Look at Tammy Bruce from uh, the National Organization of, uh, for Women. You know, look at my old boss, Bill Maher. Uh, and, and so that's the thing. Once you begin to think, and you actually said something just before the break as well, which is that we need to I, – I, 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 let me do it this way. I don't attempt to win the argument in this book. I don't, I, I don't uh, attempt – to prove God's existence. What I do in this book is reintroduce the possibility of God, bring God yeah. back into the conversation. Because as I said earlier, 90% of today's atheists are not actually atheists. They haven't weighed the science and come down on the side of atheism. They're, they're simply the same way most people vote Democrat. They're brainless. They, just, they don't ever actually look into the issue. And and so if we can get them simply just to consider the possibility, as I said earlier, the first time you think about these things is the last time you fall on the political left. And atheism, yeah. especially militant atheism. Let me explain what militant atheism is. Very, you got about 20 seconds. You got right, 20 well, seconds, my friend. Right, militant yeah. atheism is the, the attempt to spread atheism to others, not just the personal belief yourself. Yeah, yeah, you got to spread the message. It's uh, they're they're their own evangelists, so to speak, trying to spread that message of atheism. It is Evan say I could talk to you for hours about this, my friend. Congratulations on the book, and we didn't even get to my favorite topic, which is aliens and ETs, which means we got to get you back on to talk about that one as well. It is Magic Soup, the book. Go check it out, EvanSayIt.com on the Tweety at EvanSayIt as well. Evan, thanks so much for coming on the program, my friend. Let's do it again real soon, brother. You got it. Thank you. Hey, absolutely. There it is. All right, we got lots more to break down in hour number two. Again, EvanSayIt.com, S-A-Y-E-T. Go check out the book. Go check out all the books that he has and the commentary. Absolutely love it. Until then, we got lots more to get to in hour number two. Right around the corner, it's the Voice Reasons Weekend Edition. Stay here.